Hey there, and welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. This is the show for you if you believe that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal, and you're ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a little bit of coffee. I'm Steph, I'm your wellness and nutrition coach and your host, and I want to make it really clear. You're not expected to be or live perfectly here. Lord knows I don't. After battling diet culture and then learning to navigate the world of wellness culture myself, I know a few things are true. One, it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Two, you are capable of creating a lifestyle you love. And three, you have everything you need to start doing that today inside your own beautiful self. On this show, we'll talk about nourishing yourself, moving your body, getting a good night's sleep, caring for your mental health, being in community, and maintaining day-to-day practices that make you feel good. I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a lifestyle of wellness that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. everybody. I'm recording this episode a little bit off the cuff, a little bit spontaneously, but I've had quite a few people asking me to share some of my transition back to school this year. If you haven't heard or you don't know, or you don't know me in real life, um, I was an elementary teacher for close to a decade. I took a couple years off so that I could start Be Well with stuff. I could start my brick and mortar wellness center and boutique wellness in the village. Um, And I could explore some other avenues related to my own business. And once those things were set up and established and, you know, running a little more smoothly, the pieces and parts were coming together, um, I realized as much as I love doing these things, I truthfully did love teaching. And it was time for me to get back to a classroom. So this fall, I did go back to school. I am teaching fifth grade at a middle school. So I'm actually teaching fifth grade ELA reading and social studies And it has been a huge shift in my life, a huge transition. A lot of the things that I was able to do when I was working for myself and working from home and working very flexibly, um, I'm not able to do anymore. And yet a lot of things I am still able to do. And so I guess I wanted to share with you a little bit of that navigation what I found was no longer working that had to be adjusted, what I've really kind of sunken my heels into, some new things that I've discovered that are helping me along the way, um, and maybe talk about how this relates a little bit to um, ideas behind time management. Because I know lots of times people will say things like, I'll work on my health when I have more time, or I'll get back to the gym when the schedule opens up. I'll be able to work on my nutrition when things slow down and I have more time or more space, when I'm mentally prepared, et cetera, right? I'll go, I'll go to therapy when the time feels right. All these things people say that kind of put it off as if there isn't enough time right now. And I want to challenge that idea for you, with you a little bit, that it might not be that there isn't time. It might be that there isn't time management or that you are thinking about things in too big of pieces. And as always, like we talk about around here, if you can get the pieces a little bit smaller, if you can get the chunks smaller, if you can look at things a little more systematically, um, it's possible. 
it's it really is possible. Um, so this episode may feel a little bit rambly to you because I am speaking a little off the cuff, a little candidly, but I wanted to um, come to you from a place of honesty. It has not always been easy, this transition, this transition process. Some of it's actually been really difficult. And I have to continually remind myself it's still new. You still haven't figured it out yet. You're still um, in the process of juggling things. And I want to talk a little bit more about the idea of juggling too. Um, but it's not done, okay? And when people who run online businesses or people who are influencers show up on social media, they're always presenting to you best foot forward. They're presenting to you their highlight reel, we say, or what they would like for you to perceive about their life. So when I show up on Instagram or when I show up um, on podcast or in emails or whatever, I'm showing up um, with the part of me I have that is good and with the part of me I have that is hopefully going to help you on your wellness journey. That doesn't always mean things are going awesome behind the scenes. It's just what people and like me, I don't know, other people choose to show you or choose to present. And so some of this transition um, truthfully has been a struggle. I'm really tired, <laughs> really tired um, most of the time. And I've been fighting up some colds, the new germs, and building my immune system back up again after not being with the kids for a while. Um, and there are lots of times where I feel like I am failing, where I feel like I'm slipping, um, whether that is around my house because it looks like a straight up tornado has touched down in my house most of the time, um, or if it is not being able to work out the way that I'm used to, or feeling like I'm taking some more convenient food options or missing emails, people emailing me and, and me realizing, oh my gosh, I never got back to that person. You know, sometimes it feels like we're, it feels like I'm slipping. Um, and the biggest lesson I have been giving myself so far is to truly allow myself the grace to be a human being. And, and we can say that all we want, but actually giving yourself the grace is really hard right? I could say it to you so easily. You know, that's okay. Give yourself some grace, move through it. You could say it to me, you know, be gentle with yourself, but truthfully doing that and stepping back at the end of every day and having that little pep talk with yourself of what I did today was what I was able to do, um, is hard. And that's what I have been working on mantras like that of what I did today is what I was able to do. And I can't do more than what I'm able to do. And and starting the day like that in the morning too with what I, what I do today is going to be what I'm able to. I'm going to do the best I can with what I have where I am always. I'm just doing the best that I can with what I have where I am. And that is all I would ever expect you to do too, right? We're just going to do the best that we can with what we have going on around us and the resources that we have access to. So um, that being said, yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge and not everything is not figured out yet. Things are still in, in flux in a lot of ways, especially regarding wellness in the village. Things are still really in flux there. Um, but it's kind of one week at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time, sometimes one stinking hour at a time. <laughs> Can I get an amen if anybody else is on the one hour at a time train? Okay. So let me talk through a few things that I think um, have kind of changed and how I've adjusted them with this new schedule. So one is definitely my sleep schedule. I am getting up substantially earlier than I had been. I'm actually 
probably getting up at the time that I wish I had been getting up at all along, but didn't have that thing forcing me up. So I am now um, setting an alarm for 5.30 most days. I'm getting up between 5.30 and 6, always by 6 o'clock. And I have to leave my house last call at 7.20. I try to leave earlier than that, like between 7 and 7.15. So working that out, I really am giving myself about an hour and a half every morning in the morning. And I don't think that I would function nearly as well if I didn't give myself that time. It really only takes me about half hour to get myself ready, maybe 45 minutes if we're pulling out a curling iron or have to make any food, 45 minutes. But um, that other 45 minutes of the morning is time for myself. That is time for a little bit of reading, whether it is personal development reading or just a novel I'd like to pick up for a few minutes. It's time for snuggling the dog, drinking a couple of coffee, checking in on Instagram, maybe doing a post for the day, maybe writing some thoughts, um, some content-related thoughts or answering some emails. But it's the time where I feel like I can regroup or pre pre-group before the day begins. And I've talked so strongly on here about morning routines and morning rituals, and I am relying on them now more than ever. This is a place I have chosen to sink my heels in and say, I could get up at 6.30 every day and make it to work on time, but I am choosing to set that alarm earlier so that I have the time for me to be centered, to get anything hanging over my head that's gonna cloud my focus for the day off of my plate to answer those messages I'm waiting on, to write the thing I needed to write, uh, to even if it is to tidy up the kitchen so when I come home, it's in better shape than it was when I left. That time is for me before I am met with the work to-do lists of the day. It's Stephanie's to-do list, Stephanie's self-to-do self list. And I'm hoping to, you can hear the dog playing with toy. Um, I'm hoping to be able to Expand on that a little more as things settle. I would like to use more of that time in the morning to be able to incorporate some more stretching and journaling and, and things I used to do more regularly. Right now, it's just been I'm doing what I can with the time that I have and the way that I feel. But that morning time has been so, so crucial. Um, the other side of that is the bedtime. I am being as firm as I can with myself on bedtime. And sometimes it means leaving things unfinished and it's so difficult to do. Um, but sometimes it means things are not done. They're not finished. I write them down in a place I'll remember. I put, um, I use my Google calendar on my phone a lot. And so I will leave reminders or even time slots, scheduled time slots to do things in the calendar on my phone, or I'll write it on a post-it note and put it on my lunch bag or my agenda or somewhere I'm going to remember it but sometimes it just means calling it quits. So I am still trying to allow myself maybe about half hour, 45 minutes at least of unwinding time in the evening. I am still then um, putting my phone into focus mode, um, you, know, do, you know, doing the skincare routine, all those things that help for me to relax or jumping in the shower um, and trying to allow myself time to unwind, decompress from the day, check in with myself, not just on how I'm doing, but the reality check of how, how I did. So I hope that that makes sense. But I really need that time in the morning and in the nighttime to be present with myself. Otherwise, the day flies. It's very distracting. 
um, if anyone has ever spent any time in a classroom or any time with a 10-year-old, my day is very chaotic. Um, it's a lot of 10-year-olds, a lot of needs, a lot going on. So I, and then after that, it is answering emails or being in wellness in the village or talking to a client or to Elisa or to my mom. And it is, there's a lot going on. So I need that time of peace. And your lives are chaotic too. You've got to find those slices of peace. Um, and it's not about being too busy to take care of myself. It is being so busy that I have to take care of myself. And maybe that's a mindset shift you can think about. We're not too busy to take care of ourselves. We are so busy that we're going to suffer if we don't take care of ourselves. And those around us are going to suffer if we don't take care of ourselves. So morning and evening are kind of the bookends. Um, the things that happen throughout the day vary, but I am trying to make movement a priority. It's not where I would like it to be, but it's getting there. Um, I had a, a tiny setback because I've had a cold, but I rejoined a gym. I got a gym membership. I got and sucked it up and went to a new gym, which is always a, a slightly scary thing I think to do. It's a little, uh, the gym intimidation is real, but I joined a planet fitness that is three minutes away from school. So I've removed that barrier of the ride home or the drive to another location because it's so close to school that I can stay in my mojo. So I'm trying to go back to the gym a couple days a week. I'm still walking as much as possible, even if that means just getting home and taking the dog around the block quickly, or if it's raining, taking her up and down the stairs a bunch of times and to walk around the building. It just means moving with purpose and because I know that it's good for me, both physically and mentally, as much movement as possible. So I'm very excited that this cold is lifting and I will be back, back to the gym next week. By the time you're listening to this, ask me, are you going to the gym this week? Because I will, I swear. And it's not just, I have to go to a gym. It is that movement, um, almost more important for my mental health and my physical health. That movement allows me clarity of thought. It allows um, the hormones in my body to produce and move the way that they need to and my blood to pump through and my body to take in more oxygen and then send it to my cells because they need it. It just gets things moving differently, Right. So it's doing that on the inside and it's clearing up my head and releasing hormones that make me feel good. And then it's also giving me that sense of kind of personal pride or personal accomplishment for having done something, spent a little bit of time that is important to me. So 30 minutes, 40 minutes, um, several times a week makes a huge impact on the way that I feel and the way I'm able to perform. Obviously, food makes a difference. The better I prep, the better I eat, the better I feel the better I prep, the better I eat, the better I feel consistently. So I am sometimes eating the same thing for a week at a time because that is what is convenient for my life. But I'm trying to be very intentional about what goes into that. So um, it may just be the same pasta dish that I'm eating every day that week, but it's a whole grain pasta with some sort of healthy fat, like a nut or a little bit of olive oil or tahini or sesame seeds or something. So it's a grain, some healthy fats, some kind of intentional protein option, like adding in chickpeas or tofu or tempeh or even um, soy crumble or something, adding intentional protein because I know that keeps me full longer. And then a couple kinds of vegetables or putting it on top of greens or having two bags of frozen vegetables thrown in. And putting those meals together, the way that we know that meal building formula works, 
um, for a plant-based diet. So I've got those grain, beans, vegetable, vegetable, healthy fat, lots of seasonings. And then I might eat that for all five days of the week. And that's fine because I know that my basis is covered and it's giving me enough food. Where I get into trouble is always when I don't take enough food because then I'm hungry, over hungry, looking for convenient options. By the time I get home, I don't want the convenient healthy options anymore. I've got cravings creeping in. So just staying on top of those the best that I can by being prepared um, has, is helping a lot. And taking having snacks on hand like almonds, um, microwavable oatmeal packs, apples and bananas, things like that. Uh, protein shakes. I've gone back to incorporating protein shakes on a more routine basis, not because I think I need a protein shake, but because I know that a healthy diet needs protein and toast isn't going to cut it. So if I can make some toast and have a protein shake and have a piece of fruit, I feel a little more well-rounded and that food gets me through longer. So the biggest efforts I've been making at meal prep are just to make sure that I have an intentional lunch that's prepped ahead of time, that I am including some protein source in the morning for lasting energy, and that I have things on hand that I can always fall back on if I need them or if I'm running between meetings or something runs late or whatever. So I guess those are the biggest things. I've also been using my crock pot more than I used to. I've never in my life used a crock pot before last year, <laughs> and I've only used it a handful of times. So I'm trying to be more strategic about that. If anybody has any great plant-based crock pot recipes, throw them my way as we head into winter, because I am going to try to use that uh, to help me out. So those are some of the things. I think that the, the last thing there that has been the most important before I talk quickly about um, our mindset around time management, the last thing is... Um, I guess it's like two part, two parts, <laughs> two parts of the last thing. One of it is knowing your boundaries and the other one is delegating. And I think that those two things go together. And the one regarding boundaries is simply knowing when I'm going to choose to work on certain tasks and when I'm not, when I am going to allow myself to be in a school mindset and when I have to compartmentalize that, when I am going to allow myself to work on the business and when I have to say, I can't do that right now. Um, rest is more important. It might be knowing what opportunities to say yes to and what opportunities to say no to, what social events to say yes to and which social events to say no to. Just kind of a lot of, again, checking in with myself and recognizing what is going to add value to my life right now, what is going to help me preserve my peace and sanity or what is not going to add value right now or what is going to take away my peace or take away my sanity and continually checking in with myself over the things that I say yes to and how I use my time. And when I'm not able to do something, I am getting better at delegating that thing. It's still difficult for me to do that, to ask for help or to release control over something. If I'm being honest, that's challenging for me, but I'm working on it still on letting people know when I need help and not because I've hit a mental breakdown and I have to shove something at them, but being a little more strategic about looking at a week or looking at a project and deciding what can I truthfully manage on my plate and what would serve the project better if it was on someone else's plate. Navigating that. So that's the best way that I have right now 
for managing things, for managing time. Um, and, and I'll say again, so many people will say, I don't have time to work on my health. And everyone's lives are different. And no, I don't have kids that I bring home with me at night. I just have a dog um, and a cat around here. But I, I don't have children when I come home. But I've got businesses that are my babies, right? I have a lot that is taking my time when I'm not at work. So I am working half hour from my house. I am at, at school or involved with school 40 to 50 hours a week. Got to commute in there. And then we're managing wellness in the village and be well with staff in my household and my health. And I'm not saying that because I feel like I'm doing something amazing. I told you it's super hard and I'm dropping balls, dropping the ball everywhere. But it's a, it's a lot. And I've been thinking about this because people have asked about balancing it. How are you balancing things? Or people will say, I can't balance that. Or things are out of balance, so I can't work on my health right now. And so I thought that maybe I would offer you the idea of instead of thinking about balancing, of thinking about juggling, I don't really believe that it's ever all sitting perfectly in balance when you're holding a lot of things. Something's got to be in the air. And I'd like to offer you a whole episode next week on the idea of juggling versus balancing. So I hope that you'll come back next week and take a listen to that. But hopefully it'll help you to walk through some of your own um, time versus time management things and the way that your mindset is framed around them because nobody's doing it all. Nobody is doing it all at the same time. They're just juggling it well. And juggling takes practice and juggling takes skill. And so let's talk about that next week. But in the meantime, I want your takeaways from this to be uh, that Preserving your time and your energy is important. Setting your day up with how you spend that first hour of your day and then how you spend your last hour of the day is so, so important. Think about your your day's bookends and focusing on how am I able to care for my needs to make myself feel more centered, to prioritize my own personal to-do list before all the crazy that happens in the middle. <laughs> and then um, how am I able to strategize times that I can move, times that I'm going to be food prepped, meals that make me feel nourished within there, within, in between the bookends, if you will. So I don't know. I hope that that hearing some of this maybe helps you. I hope that I'm able to offer you at the very least the fact that it's not easy. It's challenging to juggle. It's challenging to feel like you have your hands in a lot of pots and that your health isn't the priority. But I swear that the only way that I am able to juggle right now is because I am keeping my health a priority because I am paying attention to my sleep and my exercise and my mental health and my personal time and boundaries and the the water that I drink and the food that I eat and the people in my community that I'm able to lean on. And I swear it's the only way that stuff is getting done right now with any sort of smile on my face because it's still there. It's hard, but I'm enjoying it. It's hard, but I still feel like I have made the right choice for my life right now. I've made the right choice for 
how I want to show up in the world and that it's getting a little tiny bit easier as we go. So I have faith it'll keep going that way. If there are any specific, this was kind of general and and I do feel like I rambled a little bit, but if there are any uh, parts of this that you want me to dig dig into a little bit more, please let me know. If there are any specifics you want to talk about, things like um, exercise in a busy schedule, intentional movement, um, meal prepping, or, or more of what days or weeks of eating look like, morning or evening routines, boundaries, any of these kind of topics in here, please let me know. I'm doing this podcast still uh, because I enjoy talking with and sharing with you guys because I'm I'm living I'm living life like you are and I'm figuring out what works and when I find something that works and makes me feel good, I want to share that with you. That's why I became a, a coach too. You know, that's why I'm doing this because I'm figuring out ways for it to work and I want for other people to feel good and to feel well. And if I can answer any of your questions or dig into any of those topics more, I would love to do that. You can go to bewellwithstuff.com slash podcast. That's where you're able to subscribe on all the different platforms and listen to episodes. Bewellwithstuff.com slash podcast. Go to the bottom and there's a place where you can submit questions for the podcast. They don't have to be specific. It could be please talk more about or a topic request or something like that. That really means a lot to me. Um, as we go forward, it also means a lot if you share episodes, if you rate them, if you leave reviews, if you put them on your social media means so much, um, to those of us out here creating content just because we want to put it out in the world. So if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating or a review or giving a share, however you're listening to this, that would mean so much. Go ahead, leave me your thoughts and your feedback, and then I'll be back next week to talk a little bit about juggling. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well With Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. That's it.